Lori Instagram, Jesu Lolua. Fresh FM, Abel Kuta, 107.9. Fresh FM, 107.9, Abel Kuta. City of Nigeria, Rock City of Nigeria. This is Fresh 107.9. Hearing the best makes you feel your best.
4 on the clock on Fresh 107.9 FM, Abel Kutay. Very good morning to you and welcome to Freshly Pressed. Yes, guys, today is the 2nd of March 2021, so I don't know if I can still say Happy New Month, but Happy New Month all the same to every single person listening to us this morning. And as you know, on Tuesdays and Thursdays, I do not ride solo. Um, I've got the one that only Hakim Karim in the building. Good morning. Welcome on board. Hello, good morning. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. Good morning to you. Yeah, so we're going to dive straight in. There's so many stories to track on the show this morning, so we're going to take as many as we possibly can. But we're starting off with the health sector. And it says, NMA faults NPHCDA's registration portal for COVID-19 vaccination. The federal government on Monday launched the electronic registration platform to enable eligible Nigerians get vaccinated against the coronavirus pandemic. The Minister of Health, Dr. Osage Ehanire, performed the launching in Abuja as Nigeria receives its first batch of 3.92 million doses of AstraZeneca COVID-19 vaccines on Tuesday. That's today. He said government would adopt the strategy deployed for the eradication of polio in the country in vaccinating eligible citizens against COVID-19. Hanere expressed the hope that with the experience garnered by the National Primary Healthcare Development Agency during vaccination and subsequently eradication of polio in the country, the agency would record another feat in its handling of COVID-19. The Pont reported that under the traditional vaccination approach tagged TEACH, an acronym for a five-point strategy for vaccination developed by the vaccination implementing wing of the Federal Ministry of Health. Nigerians would have opportunity of undertaking electronic self-registration for vaccination. The minister explained that TEACH stands for Traditional Vaccination Campaign Approach, Electronic Self-Registration by Eligible Nigerians, A for Assisted Electronic Registration for Eligible Nigerians, C stands for Concomitant Vaccination Alongside Electronic Registration, and H stands for house-to-house electronic registration. So that's what the TEACH stands for. It goes on to explain that Ehaneri said in less than 24 hours, the first batch of AstraZeneca vaccines will arrive in Nigeria from the COVAX facility and will be deployed to vaccinate first our critical frontline healthcare workers who are providing essential care, especially for severe COVID-19 patients, next to those who are highest risk of severe disease from COVID-19 infection and down to 70% of Nigerians. The World Health Organization has advised all countries to limit vaccination for now to persons above 18 years until research and studies have completed on any possible effect on growing children or 18 years and below except they have been they have severe underlying illnesses where the benefits justify the risk the minister warned nigerians against anxiety in vaccination explaining that before the four million doses of astrazeneca we are going to receive are expended we shall receive more vaccines so there should be no need for anxiety 
the executive director and chief executive officer, NPHCDA, Dr. Faisal Shuhaib, reiterated the vaccination process will be in four phases, with frontline healthcare workers being the priority group of eligible populations to receive the first doses of vaccines. The next phase, he said, will comprise older adults aged 50 years and above and those with comorbidities aged 18 to 49 years of age. The country representative of WHO, Walter Kazadi, thanked the federal government for the war it has so far waged against the coronavirus. Meanwhile, the president of the Nigerian Medical Association, Professor Innocent Uja, on Monday said that though he was not aware of the idea of registration before vaccine, the procedure would violate the agreement of vaccinating frontline workers before any other person. Uja explained that there was an agreement that frontline workers aged ones from 60 and above, as well as people with hypertension and liver disease, then security people were expected to take the vaccine first. He further said that the National Primary Healthcare Delivery Agency might have come out with a new procedure to test the acceptability of the vaccine. I'm going to stop right there, but you can track the rest of the story from the Punch newspaper. NMA faults NPHCDA's registration portal for COVID-19 vaccination. So the portal came out yesterday. I've registered. Have oh, you, you uh-huh. want the vaccine? Sharp, sharp, sharp. You want the yes, vaccine? Yes, I want the vaccine. Oh. Anything to just protect myself and my loved ones. I registered so sharply. So when are you, you going to have the I vaccine? Said, I put 13th, but I don't know if they'll let me. And then on the lining health conditions, I have asthma. So I don't know if that will be considered as priority. But obviously, I'm not a frontline I, healthcare I, I, worker. I like your openness. You're a typical... <laughs> Yeah, yeah, untypically no, Niger- no, no, untypically no. Nigerian, untypically on Nigerian, on Nigerian. <laughs> You're not the average Nigerian. Me, I'm the average Nigerian. <laughs> but promise, ask me yesterday if I don't, mm. if I was going to take the vaccine. I, and I said it's a personal decision mm-hmm. that I don't have to divulge on radio because either way, either way, and this is the thing for me. Either way, the promise was trying to tell me, oh, I came. A lot of people will believe what you whatever you say, but they don't know my reservations. Mm. So I think, I, and at a crucial time like this, mm. I do not want to Gee. be like, mm. oh, I am. What uh, of this? What of that? You, you know mm-hmm. that uh, Akim said this, and then people say, "Oh, the vaccine is this," or because I want it, other feel that, "Oh, mass hysteria, they should go for it." So mm-hmm. I think I should just whatever I want should be in my mind, you know, because I've, I actually have reservations. I actually have reservations uh, based on the science, based on uh, based on the, the timing. I've told you this before, mm-hmm. based on the timing of these vaccines, based on the resurgence of the second wave. Mm-hmm. And uh, the, the 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 coming of the vaccine, based on a lot of other factors. But then, I think well, it's, it's a personal decision. My friend and colleague Olaki has just told me now she wants I the vaccine. Good ah. for you. Mm. But now the NMA has said, oh, no, this, is not, this is not what we agreed mm-hmm. on. But I do not think that uh, th- this database. I do not think it's in any way in a bit or prevent the, the the agreement they had. The agreement they had was that frontline workers, and even though we do not expect frontline workers to go and register at all, but yeah. then there should be a mechanism between the the people in charge and the the unions of these frontline workers so that they can have the vaccine. Those who want the vaccines, mm. those who want, because I'm sure there are also frontline workers who may who may not be interested in the vaccine. And you know, the world over is 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 a vaccine is a vaccine situation. Everywhere, anywhere news you watch is always about the vaccine, the vaccine, the vaccine. And I think gradually, um, it's having an impact. Gradually, even in America, uh, the the mortality rate is 
coming reducing. down, reducing new infection rates, redu- reducing. Uh, even in Nigeria, infection rates are reducing. But I doubt if it's because we have been adhering to the protocols. No, I'm, I'm sure it's not because of that. Maybe so we're not, not testing enough. Maybe we're not testing enough. But then, we have also discussed this more than a year ago. That if we're not testing enough and people have corona, what are the likelihood that will happen to them within 8 weeks or 12 weeks? Hmm. And as these uh, scenarios have they happened, um, I don't want to go, to go into... These of people the, say the, the, the truth is that a lot of people have said that a lot of people probably would have had it. And, but, uh, and their system, no their immunity, because they are... Um, what's that word that we used to use? Uh, they do not show the symptoms, mm. symptoms asymptomatic, yes. You know, and, uh, but then it's a good thing that we're having the, uh, the, the, the COVID-19 vaccine. But then I think the Nigerian government should also address the issues of storage. Hmm. I am still of the opinion. Apparently, with this one now, it's only allowed to come in through Namdi Azikiwe International Airport. If it comes in through any other airport, it's considered illegal. Now, if it comes in from there, how does it get to me in, uh, in Abekuta South? <laughs> That's very valid. Is it coming by road? Probably. Is it coming by hair? What what are the mechanisms in place to ensure to ensure the the safety of these products in transit when it gets to Abekuta South? Where, where where do I go to for the Vaccination. Mm. Who, who, who goes? Who's go, who gives it to me? Uh, when oh, they no, finish, when, when they finish, form. when they finish for the day, who keeps them? Where do they keep them? Mm. Do they have sellers in that place? In Madon, I'm, I'm going to tell you this. Maybe in like, two weeks now, in my house, the only time they will give us electricity supply is from two a.m. to four thirty a.m. <laughs> and <laughs> two, then two and a half hours in the middle of the night. When the middle, supposed to be you sleeping. know, and you know, I'm so accustomed to it that I will wake by instinct. And let's go and put up the generator Charging or phone, to go and put on the water pump. Lights, or, you something. know, it's all funny, funny things, square things that even this good sleep you need, you are deprived of it because subconsciously you are waiting for to see one light somewhere. Mm. There's mm. one light in my room that is about NEPA. <laughs> Once I see that light, I know there's you know NEPA. <laughs> no, not light, though, there's you NEPA. know there's NEPA. <laughs> <laughs> because at that time the generator will be home. Okay. You know? And so when you have all these issues, not, not to see the cup as half empty. Not see the cup as half empty, but then there are reservations I have, there are concerns I have, which I know that way many Nigerians have. But the, on the balance, that's why these reservations some people actually need these va- vaccines. But then, when you know the science behind these vaccines, and that is actually a live virus that you are running away from, that if you if it's not properly if it's not properly uh, administered, could also be counterproductive and extremely injurious. Then I think the Nigerian government needs to do more about the storage and uh, and uh, allay the fears of people like me hmm. who are skeptical. About I mean, the there's nothing storage. someone like me can say to you, anti-vaxxers. Even if we come with all the motivation and no, science not, not, in the world, you're an anti-vaxxer, not this no. vaccine. I think in general, listening to you talk right now about vaccines, well, well, okay, well, you are, and your worries, rightly so. But I don't think you know everything in this life. There's you know a chance that it can always be the other way. But is there more chances that you'll be protected than that's you know little risk? Much as you be protected, there's no vaccine that they're not putting something live in you. No, there? no. They, but then, but then, this, this the other vaccines that we have had that we have accustomed to have temperatures they have to be in. Mm. But those temperatures can be attained by Nigeria, by, by the in, cooler, okay? By the those by the normal coolers cooler that they have. Mm-hmm. Even the ones that gives this, the kids, that's being coolers, cool temperatures. Mm-hmm. But then, not in this temperature of the the, the AstraZeneca, uh, particularly the AstraZeneca vaccine, where it has to be in uh, constantly minus. minus 5 or minus 10. Well, like you and I know what minus 5 is. Mm-hmm. You and I know what minus 5 is. I don't know of any environment in Nigeria 
that if except you simulate it, mm-hmm. then you're going to have minus five. You know, minus five is an ambient chamber. I've worked in an ambient chamber before. I've had to run away from work because <laughs> of ambient chamber. I told you this story. So you understand? Yeah. So when somebody tells me minus five, are you telling me I you're going to achieve minus five in the cooler? Mm, maybe not. if you were in, maybe if you were in Ukraine, mm. you could say the temperature outside, what we call normal temperature here, mm. could be minus five. But then we are talking of that movement from Abuja to different places with the Nigerian people and Nigerian systems that we know mm. of. Mm. Mm. Then I wish I wish everybody the best for the vaccines. But yeah, go and register the online portals. Open. Oh, you are talking to yes, people that's the home. only way you can, you know, access it. You need to go there, register. I put 13th of July, but you heard from that story that frontline healthcare workers, then our elderly that have pre-existing medical conditions before it gets to the rest of us masses. So I'm doubtful that on the 13th. I mean, I'm also appealing to them. That they should continue with the non-pharmaceutical procedures. Oh, it's very important. So don't think that because I said I've registered for the vaccine, if I go and get it on the 13th now, I'll be strolling around without nose mask and face and hugging everybody. No, it doesn't work like that. You have to ensure that you still keep protecting yeah, yourself. Yeah, I don't like you hugging protecting... everybody. <laughs> Why? How should we hug oh, everybody? You... <laughs> There's a problem. There's coronavirus. I've not been hugging Except it's out there in there. <laughs> my girlfriend's call. My sibling. Why would you be hugging <laughs> <with> which girlfriend? <laughs> This is your culture. This is your Yoruba culture. You are bringing it to Nigeria. Don't bring it here. You shouldn't bring your Yoruba culture to Nigeria. No, are you not no. speaking English? <laughs> I didn't no, bring we are, it. No, we, we, we already have a culture. I was born into the culture. We already have a culture. I, I, I don't know what word to use. We already have a culture challenge. Mm-hmm. Already our, our, our culture to us is uh, inferior. Mm, to some people. To some people, so to say. You know, I was still telling my boys, even this morning, I told them, I spoke a word to him in Yoruba. He returned in the worst version of Yoruba. I said, why can't you just stick to what I said? Did you take it? He now is under, maybe I took in it or something, you know? Yeah, I'm just saying it. So when you, when you look at it now, I'm bothered. I'm, I, I, you know that in the world, one day I had to go and buy a Falekes show. Mm. And people called me like, Akim, you go, you will learn something. I feel like I still speak understand Yoruba. But when I go to buy a Falekes level, you realize that your Yoruba is... My, mm-hmm. my Yoruba is English in, in a way. Mm-hmm. And then increasingly, now look at the American universities looking for Yoruba people to come to and teach. teach them. If you are not careful, we are going to pay these people in future to, to teach, our, teach our, our, our children uh, our, our language. So I think when we talk of culture, we need to accept our culture as a part of us. And even if... if it will up to the issue of religion, but then because it's also part of religion, it's also part of culture. But then there are some culture that are imported that I think are totally un African, like hugging. No, no, really. <laughs> <laughs> let's track another story from the Punch newspaper. Southern states dismiss blockade, North food traders insist on strike. Some southern state governments and farmers have dismissed the blockade by northern food suppliers, saying it is an opportunity for the south to boost its food production capacity. Officials of the states, including Lagos Cross River, Akwaibom, Delta, Enugun, and Undo, in separate interviews with the Punch on Monday, explained their actions to ensure self-sufficiency in food and animal production. But Undo and Cross River states went further to take a swipe at the northern food suppliers, saying they would not beg the traders to end their blockade, which entered the fourth day on Monday. Recall that cattle and foodstuff dealers under the aegis of Amalgamated Union of Foodstuff and Cattle Dealers of Nigeria on Thursday stopped supplies to the south. Their action followed the federal government's failure to meet their demands, which include payment of 475 million naira compensation for the destruction of lives and property during the NSAS protest and last month's crisis in Shasha, Oyo State. To enforce the strike, 
The union task force prevented the members from transporting livestock and food from the north to the southern part of the country. Many trucks which disobeyed its directives were stopped along the Jeba Kaduna Road last Friday, prompting the military to intervene. But the union, at a press conference in Abuja on Monday, accused the military of harassing its members. It added that it had not called off the strike. Commenting on the strike, Mr. Akinolotu, the senior special assistant to the Ondo State Governor, Rusimi Akiridolu on agriculture and agribusiness, in an interview with some of our correspondents, described the blockade as a good development. He said it was an eye-opener to utilize opportunities the South had in agriculture. Olotu said the South government, the state government, was not perturbed by the development, as he said, it would make the people of the Southwest involve more in agriculture. He said, we won't appeal to them to bring the food to the south if they want to bring it let them bring it if they don't want to bring it let them take it away but nobody will beg them it is a welcome development it will spur our people to embrace agriculture the more particularly at the family level it would also encourage promotion of food security at the family level that is why the government has been advocating food security at the family level you can plant in your compound you can raise animals in your compound so that you will reduce the money you spend on food we are not relenting here it is a matter of months our two tomatoes and pepper will start coming out for harvest. We are working on onions too. Very soon we will begin to grow our own onions. The only appeal we can make to them is for them to leave our forests and stop destroying our farms. The Delta State Government argued that the blockade did not represent the unity of Nigeria. The Commissioner for Agriculture, Mr. Julius Egbedi, who stated this on Monday in Asaba, said, I don't have the full details now, but as a state, we have been uh, we have been intensifying all we are doing in food production we will continue to do that to encourage more production we are one nigeria for now i believe that northern governors will not allow it because their people are also here hmm. also the cross river state commissioner for information and orientation mr asu okang told the punch that there was no use appealing to those blocking food coming from the north to south as the blockade will not last long he stated they can't block food stuff from coming to the south for too long because if you say you are protesting and you won't go to the market with your food who suffers this is where tomato comes from that is where perishable onions come from that is where perishable carrots and lettuce come from they are at a loss i can tell you that it is not the local farmers that are in support of the decision they won't be in support because at the end of the day there won't be special incentives that will be given to them nigeria has to come has come to stay as one country and we must understand that no ethnic group is superior to the other. If they decide to hoard what they produce and the Niger Delta decides to go into the kind of boycott, what will happen? Will there be fuel in the north? Okay, so I'm going to stop right there, but you can read through the rest of the story to hear what the representatives of some of the southwestern governors had to say about um, the northern food traders insisting on their strike and the blockade. But the southern governors are saying, we're not stressing, we're not, we're not even fretting. This is not going to last for long. And also, this will encourage our people, the southerners, <coughs> to go back to basics, go back to, you know, farming. Easier said than done. I know. I was going to attack the understate governor there for a second when he said, "Go back to family farm." Is there everybody that's compound? People that are living. People that some people are living with twenty something neighbors. Is is there everybody that's compound to be farming? He said, "Go back to family farming." That being said, I have a colleague that has a little garden farm, and even I get blessed from the produce from that garden farm, from plantain to okra. So I can see the advantages of it if you can afford to. Now the issue for me is not. Um, um is the issue of food security and food sufficiency. And let me let me just say this to you. Yesterday, uh, in the battle, we discussed this, I discussed it with Promise. And before going on the show, I was still 
uh, racking my brain to on what to discuss on perspectives on Thursday. I thought of so many guests. I didn't want to bring the usual politicians who come to Sunday, who come with the constant stereotype answers. Mm. And so when we discuss the issue of uh, food blockade from the north, the idea came to me that okay, what are uh, food security and food sufficiency and security in, in in southwest Nigeria? What are the prospects? What are the challenges? Uh, somebody was saying, oh, we do not have on- we do not have the lands that can grow onions. We do not have the uh, that's the, not the, true. We would have the, our own variation. You see, has even gone beyond yeah, exactly. that. Exactly. I know that uh, with a greenhouse, with a greenhouse, you can plant anything. Almost anything. You are, you are, go- you are going to simulate what the you want. Conditions. There. You want. You are going to bring the soil where the soil is present to plant what you want, mm. and you are going to have ten times the harvest. If you are planting on a plot of then. land, mm-hmm. control of land, no insect. You know, there is one of the things I'm going to talk about on Thursday with uh, a, a an agricultural person from Lisi University. But then consider every other thing: the policy behind the food blockade. Now, it's a, it's ironical to me. Now, now we have to resort to the farm. Before now, I've always been of the opinion that the Southwest governors uh, actually lack the leadership and the focus to reposition the Southwest. They, because too much politics in between them, mm. uh, irrigation farming, who does it most in Nigeria? The, the Northerners. Mm. A lot of things. And wh- whether you like it or not, no matter how industrial you are as a, as a, as a society, uh, uh, your level of industrialization, no matter your level of sophistication as a people, no matter of uh, uh, the, econo- uh, the outside your economy is, even in the Wall Street, you have to feed. Mm-hmm. And that means that food security may, in a way, be more important than every other thing all that, that, that we've been talking about. Because even without food, there can be no health. So, these northern farmers are important, are strategic. But they're two-way team. You, 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 before I buy, you must be willing to sell. Mm. Now, the moment you say you are not selling, then it means that I cannot buy from you. Mm-hmm. But then it means that you also have to go and look for somewhere else to, to sell, sell your, your products. And now we have hearing stories of this things wasting because they don't want to sell here. I think the northern farmer, uh, traders are trying to uh, get political uh, mention and bring with the consciousness and compensation and compensation i know you may know you see they're trying to create a situation where the issue of banditry full and men and the likes will be will be seen in 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 lighter in light on a lighter note as long as an alien's crime hmm. so maybe these are these are angle to it but then in my considered view hmm. the right thing for us as our western is that do we not have the horrible land Go, go and read about Israel. The land there, even they could not even farm. They were even planting, before greenhouse farming came in, they were even planting inside wool, cotton wool. <laughs> and it was producing what they needed. You know, a lot of countries do well even from a net I mean, land. Massive investment in mechanized, uh, mechanized technologically aided agriculture. Not this all uh, cutlass we use. So when the commissioner for whatever in Ondo says we should go back to the farm, now the truth of the matter is that not all of us can go to the farm. Indeed. But the people that want to go to the farm should be given the uh, given enough security and enabling environment. Our, our government is doing this. What support are you giving them financially for agribusiness? What are you doing to aid their their value chain addition? As a government, but you know, even the farmers we have now, all of them are thriving or struggling despite government. Hmm. Government is not an added advantage to the farmers, particularly in the southwest. Hmm. Do you understand? And that is why now the the Northerners can do what they are doing. Mm. But then, go moving forward, the bigger picture for me is not. I know the blocking we had in the matter of days, if weeks, worst case scenario. But then, there's a lesson to be learned from this, both from the people who are bringing raw produce from their place, 
without the capacity to process. Mm. Bring it tomatoes, onions, everything in its raw form. It's all like the Nigerian government that exports, that exports our crude oil and, and imports imports refined refined for, for the refined products. For the there's a message. Hmm. For those of us that also depend on the raw things they are bringing, the there's also a message, message for us. And the bigger picture is to leverage on this to produce a society, a zone, or in Nigeria, where food sufficiency and security is important. When we say we are not going to eat meat, they forget the chicken you are going to eat. We, the, the food will come from the energy from maize, mm. which we do not plant enough here. Mm. Which has to be imported from Togo, uh, where, wherever, the Nigeria Republic, Chad Republic. You know, so in, in a way, even with with the northern. Involvement in agriculture, we still have a long way to go. And I think maybe I've not told you this: the Southwest region has the capacity. If we do real mechanized agriculture to feed the whole of Nigeria, the Southwest alone, massive land in Okyogu, massive land in Odo State. If you even just drive through our region, you will see it yourself. It sort of makes you wonder what the leaders in the Southwest since the time of Awo have been doing. I think importantly, it is important to state here that uh, maybe since the time of our we have lagged leadership without focus. Mm, mm. We have lagged leadership that does not know the priorities, that does not know what is important, that does not know what is, what is urgent. We have, had, we, we have lacked. We have always had leadership that lives for the moment, mm, that does not plan for the, future, for the future, that does not plan for the future. And as it's planning for the future, yeah, as, as, I, don't, I don't know. It's always about just the moment, the moment, the moment. I mean, I'm a student moment. of history and then I remember like primary school and secondary school when they are teaching us about Nigeria and they teach us about the ground not pyramids in Kano. They taught us about cocoa in the southwest. I can't remember now what they said was in the east of the country that time, but maybe rubber. palm oil. Rubber, rubber exactly. palm oil. But it's ironic that in 2021, the north of the country still has viable agri as business and they use it to generate income for their own region. The southwest, on the other hand, we keep well, like reducing. In 2001, we keep not in putting 2001, I served in the Nigerian military school Zaria. There's one, one place that close to a big dam. I, that was where I saw carrots being cultivated. And do you see, I, I saw lands of up to maybe 10 acres, 10 acres being cultivated by just one person. The man had a pump, a, a pumping machine attached to, with a pipe to the to the water source, and then he channels it all the way to the old 10 acres of land. And he has a way of reaching it in such a way that water gets everywhere in, in an arid environment, and they produce carrots. Now, you don't need that much effort here. Now, I'll tell you, whether you like it or not, the North increasingly is able to produce to produce all year round mm. by irrigation. Mm-hmm. Well, well, look at the history of Nigeria. Every time, the means of water resources are always people from a particular part of the country. What have we done with our old Ogonsho River Basin? Ikeregosh Dam can produce water for the whole of your state, can produce electricity, a lot of things from Ikeregosh Dam. But what do we have? We have a lopsided arrangement where all these uh, resources are in the hands of the federal government that has no value to them. Do you understand? So the Southwest needs to do more, needs to redetermine our priorities. Not okay, you, we keep saying yes, I'm a daddy, I'm a daddy, rather it's the other way around. Exactly. It's the other way around. Me, I don't know that maybe next time Yalami is going to the market. I'll have to pay more for tomato or atarodo. More than likely. You know? More than likely. But and then, then we have all our own, you know, variants of these things. Substitutes. As well. So why that will work. why do we stop planting? Because now when you talk about it, ah, 
tomatoku. That's what we call that it. That is not from the north. It's not from the You know, we should do more of planting that and have more variety. Competition and is And use technology. And uh, use technology. I definitely agree with that. And maybe cottage industries. Government should support cottage industry. If 10 people are planting tomatoes, they don't have to take it to the market. They call the cottage industry where they just... We prepare it and go and sell for the people that that that, that we can them if they don't have the mm, you, mm. but because it, as long as we keep leaving those food stuff in, in the present form we are losing we're all losing the more than of, of the of the resources hmm. and then the, there is wastage the, at some time even from the north there will be massive there will be so much like, more, even a gloss if that that is the wrong right word so much that we, we, the price will come down hmm. then time will come that we have to pay more for the same. Because we have, we have not, no storage, no we have not processed, processed enough. So we need to be more serious about food production, food security, and food, food sufficiency in Nigeria and the Southwest, particularly in right. the coming months. Let's see, let's see how it all works out. And I hope that farmers in the Southwest are able to, you know, benefit from some of the government schemes that are available, um, you know, for them. So Ankos Borowa's program, there are so many. And I want to implore people to get online, Google these things. You can check it in Yoruba as well and see what opportunities are there um, for you, you know, from the federal government. Let's take a commercial break. When we come back, we'll track some more stories on the show. We'll be right back on Fresh 107.9 FM, Abel Kuta. <laughs> Number 47, Olusegun Shoba Road. Okay, Lewo Abelta. Their WhatsApp number B 0818-900-8976. Telephone line 0802-387-5069 and 0818-900-8912. Website www.showoba.com.ng. On social media, Showoba Services Nigeria Limited. Email S-O-W-K-L-T-D at yahoo.co.uk. Showoba Services Nigeria Limited. Let us go meet them today. You're listening to the one 7.9 Fresh FM on the clock on Fresh 107.9 FM at Belkuta. Welcome back. Welcome back to Freshly Pressed. As we do on the show, we track stories for you from newspapers across the country and around the world. And before that commercial break, we're talking about um, food shortage, food insecurity, and self-sufficiency of the southern states as far as food is concerned. We've got some more stories to track for you on the show this morning, and we're going to dive straight in. 
Um, the next one we're going to have a quick look at is from the Vanguard newspaper. And I don't know if some of my listeners will be happy about this particular story. It's about um, some of the satellite, the t- cable um, TV providers, table, um, cable companies in this country. And the heading reads, Reps Bill empowers NBC to decide tariffs for DSTV others. A proposed law to give the Nigerian Broadcasting Commission the sole power to decide the pay-per-view costs for digital satellite television services and other broadcasting outfits in the country is before the House of Representatives. The bill exclusively obtained by Vanguard on Monday is sponsored by Rep. Onyime Idem PDP Akwaibom. The bill amends section two, subsection 1 of the principal legislation to read the NBC. That will that the NBC will regulate and review through its broadcasting codes the tariff being charged by the digital satellite television services and other broadcasting outfits in Nigeria and subscription policy for subscribers. Section 2, subsection 2 states that the commission shall further oversee the operations of the operators in the industries in the following manners. Guarantee openness and competition in the industry favorably for the participation of all and sundry. Promote efficiency and expand opportunities for participation of local investors in the industry. Without downplaying the active foreign investment, assist local operators in the industry to attain, compete favorably. Set and review the broadcasting code and operational policy inclusive of its pricing and charge tariff from time to time to allow for flexible players in the industry. Review the broadcasting rights of every digital satellite broadcast industry from time to time to create room for flexible practice in the industry. Okay, I'm going to stop right there. Um, you can track the rest of it to understand really how NBC, according to this bill proposed by a rep from Bomb, how NBC is going to have the, I guess, the powers. Only NBC will have the powers to determine um, DSTV tariffs and other cable network providers, um, subscription tariffs as well. Hmm. Yes, um, I have mixed feelings here. Me too. Are we not creating a monster out of the NBC? Thank you very much. Uh, the NBC that we know already has a lot of powers mm. of regulation of contents, uh, creation of contents, what we are to say, what we are not to say, how we have to say what we are to say, what, how we are to keep quiet about what we are to keep quiet about, how we are not to hype, you know, and basically, now that we, I think it's more of micromanaging of those institutions. I think what the House of Rep should have done, basically, my opinion, considered view, is to create an environment for local contents, for indigenous companies, not local companies now, indigenous international company with, uh, with, with, with uh, capacity to be able to compete with whoever, DSCV, whoever are in that industry and let the market forces determine the cost. The other time when we had that, uh, this guy, ITV, ITV, if mm-hmm. I'm correct, mm-hmm. the, the, the was forced to compete with, with him. But how did he lose it? The banking sector in Nigeria could not even guarantee the man, uh, bank guarantee to take the, the, the premiership mm. uh, concert. I forgot how it happened then. So our system killed competition mm. for DSTV. That system that kills competition for DSTV is what we should work on to ensure that there's a level playing ground for everybody, for everybody to compete, local not content. for the NBC to determine the price of a product. Are they aware of the other factors? We say MB, we say they make a lot of money, but we are stuck with them. We say they exploit us, but we are stuck with them. In the United Kingdom, where you have uh, where you have a lot of other options, options 
Yeah, I can decide to go for Sky. I can say, okay, NCL. I want I want data only. I can say, I want TV only. I want radio only. You know? And you can say, I don't want any of that. Any. Free view well, is free good view, enough you know? for you. And I can say, that I don't want anything. Let me not be watching ITV. <laughs> you know? So, all these things are what the, what the forward-looking National Assembly should do. But then, this is not a totally bad idea. But then, I doubt if it is really appropriate in this age for an agency of Nigerian government, Nigerian government for that matter. Mm, mm to determine how a business, a private business, will build its customers. Maybe you can determine the policy, not the exact uh, pricing. Say, okay, this bouquet has to be this amount. What are, do you know the yardstick? Do you know how much they are paying their, pay their staff? Do you know how much they are paying for their loans? Do you know how much they are paying? You know, a lot of questions you don't know. It's as if you want to start managing their business for them. Mm. These are managing their business for them. Why don't you set business regulate up to complete? Regulate and ensure that they don't cheat us. This, this is micro-regulation. Mm. And I, 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 I'm not in support of this. I mean, I would like for there to be healthy competition. I was excited when TSTV did their launch oh. on DSTV. <laughs> but like, it never like, kicked like, up. Like, like, that, like that station in the matter. <laughs> I wanted, that came to, be, uh, to us. I don't want to advertise. Really? Eh? Uh, nobody told me that. Hey, you know, it you. You see the funny thing. They came eh? to advertise. Their own station with us. No, their programs. And they, they, now, now we are freshly pressed yes. now. They came to advertise their own type of freshly pressed on on freshly pressed. <laughs> <laughs> you know when we tell you guys that we're the station, other stations listen to. We're not joking. Yeah. Oh, that's the joke. They are No, no, no. They even went to another company. You know, that one said, "Ah, oh, no, you can't." In fact, they are starting hearing it there. So we now wonder that improve your quality, improve your content. I listen to them. I say, "How do you expect anybody to listen to this?" We will talk drably, as if somebody you are so afraid of even of your voice. You can. You don't understand. You must live for something. And you cannot live for something. Then, then know that yeah. you live perpetually in, in, in cowardice and fear. <laughs> so that's the situation. We we don't know. Let's see how it all works out. You would think that you know if NBC is regulated, maybe it will get cheaper tariffs. But I'm sure it's going to get worse. I am sure it's going to get worse. I mean, it's not the NBC and the people that started a speech uh, bill. Is I mean, it not? It's not the people in NBC and the people in Ministry of Information that started HBA speech and the issue, mm. and that we are going and to regular, pay and regulating uh, social you media. Know, no, no, mm. no. Don't give powers. We sh- we should not create a monster out of uh, regulatory agencies. <laughs> a monster in inverted commas. Anyway, there are so many alternatives now. The average Nigerian, you know, is always on the internet watching everything you can watch on the cable networks and yeah, more. Yeah, no internet too. I'm not watching anything. <laughs> I watch TV alone. I go and sleep. That's okay. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> From the Nigerian Tribune, we have no refugees in Benin Republic, says Ogun government. The Ogun State government has denied a media report that some people affected by the attack of herdsmen in Yewa North and Imekoa for local government areas are now seeking refuge in the neighboring Benin Republic. This was made known by the chairman, Ogun State Peacekeeping Committee on Farmers Herders Conflict, Honorable Kayode Oladili. In his remarks at the meeting of the committee held in Abelkuta, he explained that the purported movement of the people were those who were not actual inhabitants of the communities, but those who came from neighboring country to lease farmlands in the area. Oladili said that there was no crisis in Yewa land that would warrant its people to become refugees in another country. There was a publication that Yewa farmers are now refugees in Benin Republic. That has no iota of truth. 
Yewa being a border community also plays host to other people from our sisters and brothers on the other side of the border. That is on the side of the Republic of Bene. We have the Ohori and some Egos who come from time to time to lease farmlands in Yewa land. Live with us and they have been doing that for years. So when the problem and conflict started, the natural thing is for them to return to their home country. Therefore, many of the people that you are seeing are not actually the original indigenous of Yewa. They are the people from the other side of the border who because of the crisis have moved to their country. So it is not as if Yewa people have been relocated. We don't have a refugee crisis in Yewa, he stated. Oladile said that the commitment at no time asked the people of Yewa land to stop going to their farms, stressing that the committee has no power to do so. The chairman added that the committee only gave an advice to the people residing in the epicenter of the crisis to stay clear of their farms or go in groups if they must go and farm. According to him, the advice was meant for the residents of of people in Asha, not the whole of Yewa land. Okay, I'm going to stop right there. You can track the rest of the story from the Nigerian Tribune. We have no refugees in Bene Republic, says Ogun government. Yes, I think uh, the of insecurity and uh, the truth of the matter is I, 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 I didn't read that report of a refugee, but I saw the story. The truth is that I see a lot of stories and unless it's coming from the mainstream media, mm. I just ensure I don't read it. Even some bloggers, some well-known bloggers, some well-known blogs now, these days they, they have to retract stories, mm. you know. They have to retract stories and then one has to be careful what you read. Being somebody that when you analyze on radio, you have to have accurate information. You must not be guessing and you must not tint your knowledge base with uh, information Your emotions, that, you know, information that is not that's not correct, and so I don't know what they are responding to. But then I think that in the Benin Republic, even if there are no refugees, I love Nigerians there. Mm. So we cannot maybe what Nigerians living there normally who who, who see that place as home are the people that they are referring to as refugees. But then we know there's insecurity. We, we know a lot of people will always migrate from an unsafe area. You know that even as a human being, naturally, when you get to an environment where there's uh, there's danger, and adrenaline shoots up, and then you feel unsafe, and you have to leave those areas. But then the government has said that's what government needs to do more is to make safety of life and property the priority. Make us safe. Do all to protect the people. Do everything possible. It's a good thing. I know the other day we were in Okuguria and Shina Pelai was telling his constituents and he just gave them the same advice that move in groups. Don't move that hey, only me at 5 a.m. I'm going to the farm alone. Then I will say to 7 p.m. Only me I will come back. Move in groups. Because I think there's a saying in Yoruba that uh, a lot of things happen to people who, when they are not, unable to associate together. So, if there's security on the farmlands, and because one person can be can be uh, harassed or whatever, moving good, do more, do more community, do, do your things more in com- communally to enhance the security and let the government of Ogun State and every other government at all levels do more to ensure that we are safe as Nigerians and that we do not have to run to be lesser endowed countries for our safety. What do you mean? Should we decide to assume there are 37 states? No, the minister, <laughs> the, the foreign minister debunked this. Of course. I mean, this. I don't know where that news came from and I was thinking with everything going on in Nigeria right now, that's what we're really thinking no, that about. Apparently, it was, it was a fake news. If it happened though, you'd have seen me quickly on the Yewa border. On my way. Oh, I thought you were, you were going to Chad. Why would I go to Chad? It's, Why don't you go to Niger? I think we have border. We have border with Niger. What does that have to do with anything? <laughs> Let's try comments on Twitter. Korede Camille says. Let the blockage continue to see who blinks first. This is clarion call to the southwest, southeast, and south-south to buck up. Our farmers here benefiting from the government like their counterparts in the north. Let's know what we are doing. Let's take our first call on the show. Hello, good morning. 
Ronaka, good morning. Good morning to you. Yeah, uh, you have Solomon on the line. I'm calling you from Lagos anyway. Welcome. Let's have your contribution. Um, yeah, um, I don't know whether you have saw the news. The, the guests that are kidnapped on Friday have been released. Yes. Uh-huh. And that portrays my point at the other time that people know what they are doing. You remember, just yesterday, the governor told Nigeria that if you tell us who those who are behind those kidnapping, that we'll be shocked. And we replied yesterday that we won't be shocked. It is then that they will be shocked because they know what they are doing as far as I'm concerned. Look, in Nigeria now, kidnapping has become the business of the poor ones and the big men, as far as I'm concerned. That one aside. Secondly, the issue of those who said they are not bringing food to the South, I don't blame them. I blame our leader in, in, in South here because since 1999 to today, they will tell us, oh, they put so, so, so amount in farming. Did you see the farm and everything? Look at the issue of this food scarcity. Yes, since the start of day, it has been so terrible. Things are so expensive. Rolaket will even make matter worse. He show that in start here, we don't love ourselves. What consigned this katsu or whatever with fish? Immediately they heard that those guys are not bringing their katsu here. The fish the, the price of, the prices. Normal now. 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 Why are we like this? And I don't blame these people. Rolla case, so many people have turned himself to Baba. I call him Anita Baba. Baba Solomon. It's bad. Ordinary bitter leaves. Some people cannot even plant in their compound. You know the reason why they cannot plant it? Hmm. Oh, the space that they're supposed to use, they have used it to be their shop. Yeah, shop everywhere. Or to, 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 to get money. It's even better in Abeokuta. Come to Lagos here. It's worse. Hmm. Every little space. It's either they put container or they put shop. To plant something is very difficult for us. We are so lazy in South here. I'm sorry to say. And that's the truth. That's the bitter truth. We are lazy in terms of farming. Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Solomon. I appreciate you and your contribution. I mean, I agree with when he says that on everybody's father's land, <laughs> the moment you can add extra property to generate more rent, you're going to forgo the farmland for the rent. That's what happens. I'm not saying it doesn't happen in the east or in the north, but I mean, I live here. It's here. I see it often. But the two of them, there's arable land enough for farming. I mean, and like the, when they say farming, the, the farm for your family. I'm not going to leave my house to be going to the rural area. No, I should if, be able to farm if in you're area. able to farm in your backyard, mm-hmm. Good for you. I remember going up, there was this operation, uh, Mamsa, Operation Feed Edition, all those stuff, where it was, have a farm at the back of your house, maybe a few ridges for yam, a few whatever. It's not a bad idea to do. But well, like, the reality is that as a nation, for food sufficiency, we really need mechanized, not small older farmers. If you have, have a small older farmers, maybe they come from a cooperative mm. and ensure that the farm in hectares, mechanized, not all these cutlass and oak. But then it's not a bad idea to have a farm at the back of your But there's arable land. But then the issue is your security. The other day I had uh, Lamide Alawakala on my mm. show and she spoke about insecurity in the farmlands where they are planting cassava, maize and, and the likes. Pepe, I saw a lot, I know a lot of bankers that, that even have vegetable farms. 
and you know it's where well, it's either Ugu or one thing or the other, and they have to go and arrest them occasionally. And at times they are scared because of security. So security is also a factor in full sufficiency. What do you think the private sector can do, especially in the southwest, for example, in this in terms of agriculture? I like that. Like, you yeah. can talk about mechanized farming a lot. Say. I don't know. What do you think private sector you can see, do to well, okay, help? I was, uh, when I was discussing my interns for research for the program. program. In fact, I don't want us to go too much into detail because you discussed you know, let, let, let me just tell you. I, I, the lady was asking me, government. I said, no, forget government in this. Don't bring government into the loop. Because you and I know that government is not sincere about these issues. Government does not see it as a priority. So what do we need? The people. The people through the private sector. Yes, and that's why you need to accept that the private sector has a role to play mm. in agricultural mechanization. You know, so I, I do not know of how it's going to work yet, but I know that in most situations in Nigeria where government has failed, the private sector has provided the as why the alternative that 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 don't make, make us know that government is really failing. Maybe security, maybe water, a few other things like that. So I think that's one of the questions that we're going to pose. To the, to the person talking about it, but then I think we have to do a lot of things despite the government now. Mm. Irrespective of the government position, let's just try our best as private sector individuals, as individuals, as community, and ensure that we create, we create a better life for ourselves with or without the Nigerian government, irrespective of their levels. As you were talking, I just remembered something. My mind flashed back to the NSAS protest October last year and how when the looting was happening in Southwest, we were seeing people cutting in Nomi and things like that. They were and in and out. They were with trailers and tractors. You didn't yes, see yes, them. Yes. <laughs> What's and, going and on? They, the tractors. They, dismantled, they were taking parts of it. They, yeah. they just got one man and the man is he can balkanize anything. He balkanize everything <laughs> in a way that they were going to assemble it out. Yeah, so day. when they were looking for the trailer, the, the tractor, they were not going to see. So all of them were going to bring their parts. Pass- Together. Tell of you, this your own. You take the tire, you take this one, you take this one. Then they assemble a it. But I wish I know how the story ended. <laughs> Apparently, they made them, they gave them a, an ultimatum to come and bring all those things back. And some people and did. And they told them pieces. Ayato Imbo Adeshina says the act of food blockade from the north is so presumptuous. Let them stop thinking that others depend on them for survival. The only misfortune of the southwest is our unproductive leaders. Why can't the state government set up farm industries here, which is also job creation in a way? Definitely job creation. Shegung Bogi on Twitter says, To curb insecurity in the north, I think government should deal with the root cause. There should be a strong law legislation on family planning, and there also should be state of emergency on child education, free education for every child in the north. Thank you so much. Hello, good morning. Call us back if you can. 080-3322-1079. Hi, good morning. Good morning, Good morning, Good morning, sir. Welcome on the show. Yeah. My name is Honorable Larry Jaji. Larry J. calling from the People's Parliament 11 in Abelkuta. Welcome. It's very sad news. Hmm. I'm sure the North are really going to suffer it because by the time you want to call the tomato or the peppers to get rotting, wherever you are going to kill them, I mean, if you have invested a lot of money and you don't want to make a profit, I don't know. <laughs> we need to be very careful. This team has degenerated into a lot of things. Yes. We too in, in, in Southwest yet we need to go in, into the farm, but how do we do that? I have an explorer of somewhere that you know cultivated that hectare of maize and it was eaten by cows. Mm. I planted a widow in all of that recently, you know, cow ran over everything, you couldn't get a dime. That's when I went to the bank to go and you know borrow that money mm. or whatever So mm. they are not encouraging agriculture unless they are going to give priority so that we can go back to agriculture. Is now telling us that we are not independent. Food sufficiency is, you know, out of the way in the southwest. Let me allow that to call. Okay. 
Thank God you very much. Sister. God bless you right back. Thank you so much. You are appreciated. Edwin A. Abayami says, Markets, when the folly of this food blockage boomerangs, they'll still come back to blackmail the ever-willing government for compensation for the impending self-inflicted economic loss. Why is the Minister of Agriculture seeming to be coming from a particular region? Shegun Bogi says, if our government can succeed in regulating the service of DSTV and the rest, especially in the area of subscription and make it pay as you watch, it will be a good achievement for us in Nigeria. Akorede Kamil Adibayo says, we are too dependent on the north. Southern agriculture is not mechanized. It is all about basic subsistence farming. In the evening, event of a total loss of supply from the north, the only way to meet up with demand is imports, which for me is going back to square one. Thank you so much for your comments. You are appreciated. Hello, good morning. Hello, Hello. good morning. Good morning, Sister Olake. Good morning to you. Your name, please, and where are you calling me from? I'm Taufik Hi, Mr. Taufik Olajide. Welcome on the show today. Yes, good morning, Mr. Good morning, sir. Um, um, uh, happy birthday in, uh, in advance. Thank you. <laughs> <sir>. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> you know my my nine year old boy share the same bed with our kids. Ah, we are going to collect money. All this one is stories. Shares the same bed with our kids. You are going to pay for awareness. Thank you, sir. Congratulations <laughs> in advance to your son. Oh, thank you so much, sister. Yes, sir. Yes, that is the the insufficient food in the south world. Yes, you see. We do what we they are going to pay to make our religion to be strong. Hmm. Yes, it's not too much. What we just need is just to tell cases to our government. You see, the issue of, I think, I think I'm saying something, I don't know whether it is true, about this anchor board program. Hmm. They are all fraud. And I know what I'm talking about because I put in for that for that program, and I discovered it was a fraud. At the end of the day, they all, both of us, who initially put in for this program, they only use us, and eventually they put all the political and the mess of the And all the evidences are put in. I have their cards, I have their chemicals, they tell me to open an account, they open that account, they later withdraw the money. All these government things are fraud. Hmm. They are just giving it to embezzle our money. At the end of the day, they say, billion, billion go for the program. At the end of the day, you will not see any results. So we need to just put it to our government to be more sincere. Talking about all these things, we don't want to help anybody. So we can we can stand on our own. That is what we will not. After all, all, all these goods. We are, they are not giving us what we are, we are buying it. We have to look out for food. Tell me, but I think it's not better that our life is not secure than to, 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 to not have food. So thank you. That's my contribution. Thank you so much, sir. We appreciate you for your contribution. On Twitter, Ishalaludare01 says, The government lies. There are Ogun refugees in Benin Republic. The Ohoris and Egos are indigenous of Ogun. And don't we have you know, people that are considered tribe in their tribe Egun as members of Ogun State. Yes. Uh-huh. Sure. So that that this statement might be valid when he says, Oh, those are Egun people that went back to their country. What if they're Egun people that are from Ogun 
that just said to go and stay with their relatives in Republic of Benin, as opposed to being Republic of Benin and Beninois going back to their own country. But yes, I guess we, could, we will never know. Olakon Milari says... We will never know. <laughs> <laughs> That's <laughs> deep. It's very deep. Olakon Milari says, DSTV is a monopoly with exploitative tendencies. Government should allow for more cable TV providers so there can be competitiveness in this industry and the monopoly enjoyed by DSTV will be removed. Thank you so much. You are appreciated. We're out of time. We're out of time. Let's get last words from Hakim Kareem. Well, okay. Thank you for having me here today. Thank you very much, everybody, for tuning in, for staying tuned, and for your